As always, it's so good to be with you. How are we doing, church? Have you heard of scooters yet? Scooters? Uh, it's a drive-through coffee shop, and, and they're brewing up quite a, a stir in Louisville. Did you know that? There's one going up uh, on Westport Road in Goose Creek. I guess it'll be starting soon. Uh, by the way, if you're a coffee lover, I recently heard that you should be wary of five-cent espresso because it's a cheap shot. You got some coffee lovers in your don't Well, enough about coffee, I guess. Before we ex explore today's readings, though, I, want, I need you to answer this question in your mind. Answer this question. Would you say that your attitude is positive or negative? Simple question. What's your attitude like in life? Well, this one question examination, it reminds me of a t-shirt that I recently saw. Here's what it said. I had my attitude tested and it came back negative. <laughs> well, how do you assess your attitude? That's a good question, isn't it? Uh, one of the most common ways is to ask yourself questions like, do I see the glass half full or do I see the glass half empty? And uh, here's another one on another t-shirt. I don't know, I guess, I guess this sort of gives us a, an assessment of its own about where we are today. But uh, do you agree or disagree? This is another assessment with, with this, what's called the current trendy saying. And it, it went like this, in memory of when I cared. You know? I had a lot of that going on in there. See, our, according to health care professionals, though, our attitude can be assessed by determining the degree to which we feel angry, fearful, in despair, sad, and worried. Now, I'm not saying that any of you here this morning ever feel those things. You don't look like you would, do you? This is a esteemed group, right? You never feel fat, fearful or angry or sad, do you? But just in case there is somebody here this morning, this message is for you. And uh, it, it, this morning, if you'd like to have a more positive attitude, this message is for you. So what we're going to do is look at one of the greatest uh, positive people in the world, which was the Apostle Paul, and his prescription on the how to have a more positive attitude in life. Well, he, Paul, you know, you look at him and his life because we know so much about him because of the scriptures. Uh, he was never one to let his attitude go sour. Never did. You don't see that in the scriptures. question is, how did he do it? How did he do it? Well, uh, one possibility was that, well, Paul lived on Easy Street. He didn't have any problems, you know? Uh, well, that's not really true, is it? If you uh, read his letter to the church at Corinth, he specifically states that he was hard-pressed, he was perplexed, he was persecuted and struck down, but never in despair. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Never in despair, yeah. Well, I don't think we can say that was it. Or oh, maybe it was because he decided to isolate himself from the pain and suffering of other people. Well, not really. That's not the answer either. Uh, we know that for the sake of loving others who live on the margins of life, Paul would eventually go to die the death of a martyr for those people because he loved them that much. Well, that's not a reason either. But still yet, he, he maintained a positive outlook on life for some other reason. Now, while there are many reasons why we can say this and we can point to Paul and say this is true, I want to offer you two of the ones that he 
repeated more and more often, more often than the others. Two of them, okay? And they come out of his letter to the church at Philippi. We just read that. Uh, it's, I call that the positive letter. Uh, it really is. It's a great letter. First thing, if you want to be a more positive person, anybody here want to be a more positive person? Of course you do. Everybody does. Practice your Catholic faith with great devotion. You want to be a positive person? Practice your Catholic faith with great devotion. Now, it's sort of like the Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? Mine is, what's faith got to do with it? What's faith got to do with your Catholic, with being a positive person? Would you believe me if I said everything? It has everything to do with it. See, I go back to what the healthcare professional said. They said that your attitude in life is determined by the amount of anger, fear, despair, sadness, and worry that you feel. That you feel, and that's the key word. See, here's the, what that implies is this. If something is really dragging you down, it's making you feel bad, there's only one thing that'll make you feel better. There's something greater out there than all these circumstances. There's something greater out there which can overcome all of these things, can overpower these types of feelings. And when we, when we get in touch, when we tap into that positive power, which is greater, then our attitude begins to go up. It's sort of like a, it goes into a thumbs up kind of thing. You ever seen anybody do that? I love it when kids do that. How are we doing? They'll do that when we have mass here at school. I really like that. Um, but you know, you have to realize, is there anything greater? If you take the sum total of all the problems and worries that we have in this world today, is there anything greater that can overpower them? Well, like Paul, I can only think of one thing. That one thing is God. God is greater. He truly, he truly is. What did Jesus say? He said, greater is he that is in you. There's that word, isn't he? Greater. See, he's greater, isn't he? And what else did Jesus say? He said, in this world, you're going to have troubles. But be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. That's pretty great, isn't it? You know, since it's all the problems of the world that get us down, he said, I've already overcome the beat. Be happy, doesn't he? Well, yeah, that's right. And then I like what Paul said. Read, read Philippians. You'll love it. It's a great devotional chap book. Paul said, I've learned the secret of being content in every situation. And what he does for you, he gives you examples. He said, I can be content if I'm hungry. I can be content if I'm full. What, what, how is that possible? Well, he tells you, he says, I have learned the secret. I can do all things through Christ, which gives me the strength. Do you see that? That's the greater than, isn't it? See, that's rising above all these circumstances that we tend to ride like a roller coaster in our life. Getting above it and going to that which can overpower. That's powerful. So are you telling me that in this world, you can have a positive attitude in life? Absolutely. You better believe it. Because God is greater than anything we'll face in this world. Now, if that's true, do you believe it? Do you? If you believe it, 
that he can overcome the greatest of circumstances, then what you have to do is you have to learn about God's greatness. You got to experience it. You can't just read about it. You have to experience how great God is. And one of the most fantastic ways to do that gets to point, Paul's point one. Practice your Christian faith. You want to be a positive person? Practice your Christian faith with great devotion, enthusiasm, and zeal. Now, if, you're a, if your faith is nothing more than ho-hum, no wonder you don't feel negative and down and drug out. But practice it with great zeal, enthusiasm, and joy. Now, why is that important? Because when you engage with God, God engages with you. And when you engage with God, you plug into God at the deepest of levels. And when you engage with God, you realize just how great God is. That's how it works, see? It puts you in direct contact. Your faith puts you in direct contact with the God who rules supremely, absolutely, and preeminently. That's not a bad deal, is it? So when you're celebrating the Holy Mass like you are right now, by listening to the most positive and uplifting book that's ever been written, God's Holy Word, this, and you experience the great, you see the greatness of God, and then you go on to receive the real presence of Jesus in the Holy Mass. Do it with great devotion. Do it with great devotion. And when you connect with all the many other graces, uh, the, great, the church has so many graces to offer. When you connect with those, those graces and you engage them with great enthusiasm and great zeal. And I promise you this, if you practice your faith in that manner, if you engage in your faith with great devotion, you will, you will come to realize that God is capable of overpowering anything, anything that tends to drag you down in life. That's how you have a positive attitude. Practice your faith with great devotion. The second thing is to surround yourself with positive Christian thoughts. Now, this is a beautiful one too. What is Paul's right to the church today? What does he say? He says, whatever's true, honorable, just, pure, gracious, excellent, and praiseworthy, what are you supposed to do with those things? Think on them. <laughs> That's what he says. Isn't it? Think on these things, right? And, uh, you know, just to sort of give you a feel for these words, I, I, described, I tried to expand them a little bit. Whatever is pure, meaning whatever is free of contamination, whatever is wholesome and healthy, Whatever is lovely, he says, meaning it's exquisitely harmonious, unified, and pleasant. Whatever is gracious, meaning courteous, kind, polite, considerate. Think on these things. Think on these things, see. That's what you're supposed to think about. Well, let's test it. I always like to test it. Let's test Paul's counsel, see what you think. Now, I want to ask you a question. In your opinion, which of the following contributes to a positive attitude 
and which contributes to a negative attitude. Okay, that's the, that's the quiz. We want to test Paul's theory here. Reading the Beatitudes, is that positive or negative attitude? Positive. Looking at pornography on the internet. Negative, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing good about that. Listening to someone who constantly judges and berates people. You all are smart, you know. <laughs> you are a smart bunch of people. Putting food in the collection boxes in the gathering space. Intaking three and a half hours, the national average of news and social media that the average American does to today. Negative. Receiving the real presence of Jesus at Mass. That's just a little test. But if you test it, what you realize, see, it becomes blatantly obvious that we would attend, tend to agree with Paul that what you think about will determine who you will become. There's the bottom line. What you think about will determine what you become. Remember this. This is crude. You all, you all know something about yourself? Remember this. Paul knew it. What enters into your mind, whatever you put into your mind, it's stored in the neurons and the synapses of your brain. They are there. You can't take a pencil and say, oh, I don't like that one. I'm going to get rid of that one. It's always there. It's always there. And when you, whatever you put into your mind, it's constantly working behind the scenes informing your opinions and your attitudes. You may not be aware of it, but it's working that way. That's why we must only put positive things into our minds. Positive in, positive out. I'm going to quote uh, a great philosopher called Garfield the Cat. Garbage in, garbage out. Think he's right? I think he's right. Absolutely. What are you putting in your brain? You're living on that stuff. If you're putting negative stuff in your brain, you're going to be negative. Guarantee it. That's what Paul said. Well, practically speaking, what are some of the ways that we can increase our intake of positive Christian thoughts? That's a good question. Well, actually, the, the possibilities are limitless. You know, here's a couple that, I, that really speak to me. Read books that are uplifting. That's why I read the lives of the saints all the time. They're an inspiration. They're an inspiration. Uh, listen to music that praises God. I'll tell you what, sometimes when I'm driving down the road and they've got these speakers in these cars today, I don't know how they do it, but it sort of shakes your car, you know, the bass on them, and you drive by and the wind is rolled down, your wind is you hear all this cursing and negativity. What's that do to you? What does listening to that kind of music do to you? Well, it destroys you, tears you down. But listen to music that praises God. My favorite's Gregorian chant. That may be too classical for you, but whatever it is, the important thing is to praise God. Another one that I've learned just recently is to stream Eucharistic adoration on my smart TV. Just figured that out the other day. First thing I do in the morning is I turn that on, and it, and it screens it all day long. 
And when I'm, sometimes I'll go in there and sit down and just sort of spend some time with the Lord. Other times when I'll just walk by, it makes me feel good. Because I know the presence of Jesus is there. See, those are the kinds of things that you can do. And the final one is surround yourself with positive people. This is probably the greatest one because, uh, let me ask you, being around someone with a positive attitude is like giving. Being around someone with a negative attitude is like draining, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, it'll drain you. Be around positive people. Make sure, you, make sure you're around positive people. Well, I close by challenging you to be a more positive person. You can do it, and here's why you can do it. Paul said it, I believe it. The only thing that's holding you back from being more positive and happier in life is yourself. God's given you everything you need to, be, to live a positive and happy life. God bless all of you. I love you.